Welcome to the HD CEO Psyche Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Brianna Eve. This is the show for the sacred rebel entrepreneurs who are ready to experience power, purpose, and prosperity in business their way. I am a leading human design business expert trained by the official schools and certified Gene Keys mentor studying with Richard Rudd. This is a no bullshit podcast bringing you alignment and ass kickery to help you embody your design, rewire your beliefs, and scale your soul-led business in a way that simplifies making money online. Now, fair warning, I am a fan of the cursey words, so if that is not your jam, this is likely not the place for you. If it is, welcome to the family, and I can't wait to get to know you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, everyone. I am so excited to have you here. This will be a shorter episode. It is something that I talk about with my manifestor clients behind the scenes and my one-on-one coaching and masterminds. And I think it's really important that this also be brought out to the public, out to a broader audience as well. And it's likely going to piss off a lot of manifestors. And if I'm being quite honest, I really don't care. I work with a lot of high-level manifestors. In fact, I would say 95% roughly of my one-on-one clients are manifestors and primarily my mastermind iconic as well are filled with manifestors. So I love working with high-powered manifestors. I work with manifestors that are straight new into business all the way up to scaling past multiple seven figures a year. So I've worked with a lot of manifestors over the years. Even though I am a generator, I've helped them create epic businesses by design. And this is something that's talked about, again, behind the scenes often, and I've been at enough tables to see this brought up. And I just want to have a chat with you guys today and also let you know how it feels hearing this as another being. Because I think sometimes with that closed, repelling aura, it can be this not only do we not get that opportunity to read you fully, but you probably and likely, I'm not a manifester, so I can't say for sure, can't read us fully or maybe even properly as well. And so I think opening up this conversation is going to be really important. However, first, I need to tell you guys about my morning. So as you guys know, we got our dream farm. We moved in at the beginning, no, actually at the end of December. Oh my gosh, where is the time gone? We moved in at the end of December and I broke a cardinal rule I have. Now, a lot of people don't realize I actually grew up on a farm. My parents bought it around the age of, I'd say I was 11 or 12. And so I'm not a stranger to farm life. I've been around horses my entire life. I've competed with horses my entire life, lived on farms, ran barns, ran equine assisted therapy programs. I've trained off the track thoroughbreds. I've done conditioning for Olympic level horses. I was even a vet tech, believe it or not, true, six line life. I was even a vet tech for Olympic level horses. So none of this is new to me. And I broke a cardinal rule, my friends. I have been leaving cat food out at night because I feel bad in this weather for the barn cats that we inherited. So I've been leaving both kibble as well as wet food out with a bowl of fresh water. Well, Oh my goodness. This morning I go out to the barn. We had a storm overnight, so it's all beautiful, fresh snow. And I'm walking up to the barn and I thought it was really weird, all this commotion, all these footprints around the human door and also around the cat door. The previous owners had built this cat entrance, if you will, so that the cats can get in and out when the barn's closed. 
So I thought it was weird and I did take note of it. I walk into the barn and the cat area was just ripped apart. All the food was gone, the water was gone, and there was kibble everywhere. And it was weird. Usually there's some food left over in the morning. And in my head, I was laughing to myself and I thought, this seems like a raccoon was here overnight. So I giggled to myself and then I go about my chores. I feed the horses. So I go into the feed room, grab the feed, feed the horses, get them ready to go outside. And then I'm kind of funny like this, although it's more smart than funny. I don't leave their outdoor heated water troughs plugged in overnight. So I unplug them, I dump any water that's left, and then I refill them every morning. So I was bringing buckets of water out to their field to fill up their heated water troughs. And I come back in to the barn and their feed bowls were on the ground in the feed room because I usually clean them out after I get the horses out. And I see this tail go under the sink. And if you've ever seen a raccoon or you're in North America or a place that has raccoons, you know that striped tail right away. And even the way they move is so different than any other animal. So I see this tail slink under the sink and I send Scott, my husband, a text and I go, there's a fucking raccoon in the feed room. What do I do? And I'm an animal lover. I don't believe in inhumane removal and I don't believe in relocating. I believe it is actually illegal where I live. But the reality is we our new farm backs onto a massive forest and the barn's like three feet from the forest. So even if we relocated this one young guy, he's probably a year old or so, the reality is a new one, if I'm not careful with the cat food and everything like that, a new one's going to just move in. So it's on me to make sure the barn is not inviting them in. Anyway, my husband comes down and we end up shooing the raccoon out, which probably isn't the best idea but I couldn't find any humane removals that were available on the weekend. So we shoo the raccoon out and it's been just like trolling the property, trying to figure out how to get back in the feed room since. But it has just been a morning and hopefully he doesn't come back. <laughs> Although I have a feeling now that he realizes he has access to all this delicious food. So not only did he get cat food, he got the leftover niblets in the horse feed bins. I feel like this is going to be an issue with this one. So anyway, that was my Sunday morning. And now I'm here recording a podcast with you guys. And I'm so excited to be here. So let's get into what I want to talk about today. And again, this is a conversation that's happening behind the scenes very often. And I think it's really important that I bring it to you guys. And I guess the reason why I haven't spoken about this before is I did previously have this worry of, oh my goodness, what are the manifestors going to think? But the reality is I work with self-led badass manifestors that if this doesn't apply to them, then they're like, cool, it doesn't fucking apply to me. And if it does apply to them, they'd fucking shift it. So at the end of the day, it's neither here nor there. And I do believe it's really important in our brand that we're naturally polarizing. I don't say anything that's polarizing or triggering on purpose or to piss people off on purpose. I just say the truth of what I know to be true and what I've experienced in business and what I've experienced with working with thousands of people by now of all designs. And I have to say, I've helped more manifestors than any other design scale to seven and multiple seven figures. And I really do believe it's because the aligned manifestor, they take such potent action and are unstoppable 
once they're finding something that brings them peace and is inspiring and they're in their creative flow, there's just this unstoppable nature about the manifester. And I really love working with manifestors. So this is no slight against manifestors. It's nothing to feel guilt or shame about if you've done or said this, but I do think it's important that we talk about it. So I was telling my manifestor clients last year, this is the first time I was really talking about it, that I've been at a lot of tables over the years where coaches actually on their applications for masterminds or one-on-ones will not take on manifestor clients. And this was at a time before I started working primarily with manifestors. I had worked almost primarily with projectors in the beginning of my business, and which is very natural. The projector and generator are naturally attracted to each other, as Ra Ruhu said. And then I worked with a lot of generators and manifesting generators in the middle, and now it's shifted to manifestors. So at the time, I just thought it was really interesting how these big coaches were saying, I don't work with manifestors. And it was actually in a mastermind container. And this is going back, I don't even know how long ago, but it was quite some time ago where one of these coaches explained that they've had poor experiences working with manifestors because manifestors say, you can't tell me what to do. And they come in with this energy of don't tell me what to do. And if you're a manifestor right now, you might be snickering me like, well, don't tell me what to do. Here's the issue. If you are hiring someone with the energy or the positioning of, you can't tell me what to do, I'm a manifester. One, you have to understand, first of all, guys, you have an impact no matter what. No matter what, whether it's positive or negative, you have an impact on people. That's why your strategy is to inform. Now, your strategy is not real. It doesn't want to inform. There's no true mechanic to that, like there is for the generator, for example, or the projector. There's no true mechanics that have this body knowledge of, I have to inform. It's more of, as Ra Ruhu said, about survival. And the reality is people don't know if you love them and respect them, and especially as a mentor position, right? They don't know if you respect them or if you're having this impact and saying this thing because you actually don't respect them. The difference is when a generator steps into someone's aura, you get everything, especially if it's a fourth line generator. I always say, I'm a fourth line generator, and I say to all my fourth line generator clients, you don't realize how fucking good you have it. You have it so good because when you step into someone else's aura, they get everything from you. We also have the projector who hones in on the other, like a marine sniper. That's the example I use all the time. Another example I use for the projectors is the jaguar, that very intentional, intense honing in on the other. When we're looking at the manifester, who in BG5 is the innovator, everything bounces off of your aura. So people automatically get the impression that you aren't friendly, that you're closed off. And so when we add on to that, this energy of, and what it feels like, if I'm being quite honest as a generator, fuck you, you can't tell me what to do. And I have literally had, even myself, manifestors say that to me in programs. I'm not doing this, you can't tell me what to do. And I say, look, I'm not telling you what to do. However, is what you are currently doing working? And are you going to go through your entire life 
where you never receive feedback from anyone or have someone help you close the gap between where you are and where you desire to be. The point of business is not being the lone wolf. I don't care about your profile line. You cannot do business alone. Business is about networking. Business is about building relationships. Business is about having mentors and coaches that can help you close the gap between where you are and where you want to be. As Tony Robbins always says, and it's true, success leaves clues. Now, the reality is to understand humans, we have to understand their aura. And the manifestor's aura just does not interact with the other. Everything bounces off. And here's the thing, like I said, you cannot do anything without impact. So if you are in the not self, everyone knows it. And that's critical for your marketing as well, because when you're in the not self, there's not that leeway that maybe a generator or a reflector or sometimes even a projector, as long as the projector is not giving invitations uninvited, the leeway that those designs can get away with when they're, they're in the not self. When you are in the not self, everyone knows it because you automatically put out this impact. And that impact is coming from a place of people not knowing if you're friendly, people not knowing if you respect them, people not knowing if you love them, which is why you have to inform. Now, if you're informing of the other is, you can't tell me what to do, I do what I want, you can't control me, can we not see the automatic resistance and issues that that puts up? I like to believe that those in my audience, those that are listening to my podcast, even if you've said that before, and maybe you've said it tongue in cheek, although I always say to my clients, usually when we're saying things tongue in cheek, it brings out the truth of what's under the surface. I know even for myself, you know, we could be a little passive aggressive sometimes. All of us, we're human after all. And we say something, we're like, I'm just kidding. But the reality is we're kind of being an ass and we're kind of allowing the truth to come out. So when we're looking at your aura, if you can't do anything without impact and we don't know if you respect us or what you're feeling in that moment and you say or give off the energy of you can't tell me what to do, how is the mentor coach meant to guide through that? And the reality is a lot of high level mentors just won't deal with it because that's not the vibe in their container. And whereas years ago, I was kind of taken aback and frustrated over the mentality of I don't work with manifestors, not me, other people saying that, I now get it. And I won't work with manifestors that have that mentality because I can't force you to want results. I can't force you to be coachable. And it's not my job to tugboat you along. I'm not a tugboat. It's exhausting. It's why I left work as a counselor. And I love what I do right now. I don't want to get burned out and leave this career. I love what I do. And I love working with aligned manifestors. So again, coming back to this closed aura, because you have that closed aura and people can't figure you out, they try to figure you out. And again, put yourself in the other's shoes. When they can't figure out, they try to figure you out. And then what you're telling them is you can't tell me what to do, or the energy you're putting out is you can't tell me what to do. Again, guys, the reality is, and the one piece of advice I can give to every profile, every design, every individual that is desiring to grow a successful business is networking matters, omnipresence matters, building your brand with intentionality matters. 
And building those relationships with mentors and coaches and other people in your industry, it really does matter in you scaling and building a business, especially organically. And you don't want to be known as that person that is uncoachable or really difficult. And it's probably not even your intention and you may not even realize you are doing it. Again, everyone you encounter will have an impact from you. It's the nature of your aura. So if you're pretending you don't have a strategy, you're really going to struggle in life, in business. And if your way in informing other people is informing them that they can't tell you what to do and attempting to lone wolf business, you're really going to struggle in life, in business. Now, here's the thing. Ra Ruhu said very few adult manifestors will ever change their life. And I do believe this is the resistance that is causing few manifestors to be able to actually change their life. The moment you enter your role, it allows you to do what you're here to do, which is to impact those around you as far as your karma and your destiny points you. But you need people to be able to accomplish that. And as well, something to keep in mind is if this is the energy you're bringing to your business and your online community, your social media platforms, If you have the energy of, I don't need anyone or no one can tell me what to do, I'm not going to give you the answer for this, but I want you to really feel into how you will meet resistance in attracting clients and the type of clients you're going to attract. Because if you're looking for really self-led, motivated, action-taker clients, yet you're not willing to receive feedback or be coachable or put yourself out there in containers that you're in, you're going to attract, if you attract any clients, you're going to attract clients that are on that same vibration. And it's likely going to make you more angry, it's going to cause more resistance, and it's going to feed in more to this narrative that no longer serves, ultimately, that you are doing it all alone and that you don't need anyone else. The best things in life will come to you. Uh, Raru, who actually said, ideal is the pure generator. Those are his words, not mine. He said, ideally, it's going to be the pure generator. The best things, though, in life will come to you. But if you have this shield up, if you have this armor up and always feel the need to keep people at arm's length, people will stay at arm's length. Trust me, they will stay at arm's length, especially with that manifestor aura. And it's not even something they consciously may be doing. It's simply because you have an impact no matter what you do. So it's about bringing more intentionality to the impact you're having and more consciousness to the impact you're having. Because as Carl Jung would say, until we make the unconscious conscious, it's going to rule our life and we call it fate. So I see a lot of manifestors just go more into their shell, more armor put up and more frustration and anger in business because they can't get the business going. They can't make any progress in the business. No one's signing up for their programs. They're not getting opportunities. They're not being invited as the expert in masterminds or on podcasts. And it's because you are keeping people at arm's length and you're giving off that energy of, I don't need anyone. I don't need help. I don't need you. You can't tell me what to do. And again, if you're showing up with that energy in your life, in your business, and with your mentors, you're going to have a really hard fucking time attracting self-led, motivated clients. And especially in the not self, the not self of the manifester is very much informing people of their way or the highway and then trying to impose their views and concepts and ideas on people. 
And again, that's just not going to fucking work. It's not going to work for self-led clients. It's not going to work for scaling a business. And it's ultimately not going to bring you peace in your business either because you're in the not self and that never fucking feels good. All right, my friends, that's what I have for you guys today. I told you it would be a short one. I just thought it was really important to bring this conversation to everyone because like I said, this is something I've been having behind the scenes with my one-on-one and mastermind clients and sharing how there have been a lot of conversations over the years of high-level mentors not wanting manifestors in their masterminds or one-on-one because of that energy of you can't tell me what to do. Oh, one more thing I want to add for you guys is this is certainly not saying blindly follow anyone or blindly take advice or don't run it through your own views and design to ensure that's in alignment with you. I really don't believe in just blindly following people and applying their frameworks or applying their ideas. Of course, that's not what I'm talking about here. However, I hadn't mentioned this earlier in the podcast because I would like to believe (laughs) that those in my community are self-led enough and have enough emotional intelligence to understand that is not what I'm saying. It's not this or that. And I think a lot of resistance for all of the designs in growing and scaling a business is getting comfortable in the gray zone. Our brain's very comfortable in the this or that. And when we allow ourselves to rest in the gray zone, we also become more open and receptive to being coachable, receiving feedback, and taking messy aligned action in ways that we might not have thought of. And I always say to my clients, challenge your perceptions on reality. Challenge what you believe to be true because your current perceptions on reality are getting you the current reality you have. So whether you're a manifester or any other design, but I'm speaking specifically to manifestors here, if you want a different reality, I highly suggest being open to different viewpoints and different perspectives on what might work for you because to get a different reality, you require a different identity and you require a different perception on reality. Otherwise, you're just going to continue creating the same reality over and over and over again and again, creating more and more resistance. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode or you unfollowed and you're never talking to me again. That's fine. (laughs) If you enjoyed, please take a screenshot and share on Instagram. I am Ashley Brianna Eve. I will talk to you guys in the next episode. See you later.